Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast with Doug Sprinthal, Andy Brant Bernard, Mike Gelfand. See, we got one from every corner of the globe. <laughs> pow, That's just because we're pow, sitting in kind power. of a square is all I'm saying. Oh. In any case, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Zach's ready to go. Uh, not quite yet. Okay, just let me know when Calling he is. in a minute and a half. Yeah, well, that's cool. I just I didn't know if he was on yet or not, but I, so I thought I'd uh, toss to him. Anything new going on? Uh, you know, all I hear today now, riding around in the car, tuning in t- TV, I can only watch news for about five minutes. That's about <laughs> all I can take. Because now, basically, all we're hearing on CNN is how, oh, that's why he's been a little slow lately because of the COVID. And all you're hearing on Fox is... They said that the inoculation would work, and it didn't. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. that's all they got on both sides right. again. And they didn't say that, by the way. Yes, everyone knows that this oh, just breaks through. It's the BA5. Well, yes, no. But at first, they said it would. Well, matter of fact, they had a recording of Joe Biden saying that very thing. Get yeah. inoculated. This is a this is a, a disease of the uninoculated. But either this variant is not as bad as the others. Yeah. Or perhaps if you if you have been vaccinated. Perhaps it kind of gives you a, a, a little bit better chance of not dying. That'd be good. Yeah. I would just like it if presidents would stop giving medical advice. Yeah, that would be good, I think, to tell you. Well, because I was inoculated and boosted twice, and I still got COVID. Yeah, me so too. There you well, go. you were out there in almost in crowds, right? Oh, yeah. So why? Well, then I had someone spit in my face, oh, too, geez. which was a real oh, thrill. Uh, drunk, they were drunk. And of they, course they and were. And they're right, like. Six inches from my yeah. face, I said, "Would you please back up?" And I told them three times, and finally they coughed and spit right in my face. Didn't mean to spit in my face; they just coughed and spit oh, in my face. Really yeah. And I had COVID like that's four great. or five days later. Well, yeah, you know who won't cough and spit in your sure face thing. is the salesman over at Walzer Automotive Group. That's Walzer.com. right. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Doug has spit in my face oh, on purpose. Well, he's not a salesman ever... though. He's... Well, I, it was on purpose. Doesn't count. That's you true. probably deserved it. I don't remember why. Well, I probably did deserve it. You're right. We talked about this on the morning show. A little bit. Um, interest rates, as we all know, are climbing, and the manufacturers are following suit. It's very hard to find any zero percent deals uh, anymore. But at our Chevy store up in White Bear Lake on Highway 61, we do have 2.49 percent for 60-month financing on virtually all new Chevy pickup trucks, the Sierras, even the three-quarter tons, the Colorados. You can check out all these finance deals at PolarChevrolet.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. 
make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. What do you think of that, Well, there you go. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. God, that was good. Save it for a You're unbelievable. Seamless. Seamless. Without a script, either. Yeah, well, I've never seen you hold a piece of paper, so. Speaking of which, we got in trouble. Why? You know, the manufacturers are supposed to review ads. We've been doing Nissan ads. You and I have been doing them for eight or nine years. I've been doing them with KS since I was running the Nissan store before I met you. It's been 15 years. Right, right. We got a strike Uh on our June commercial. And I'm like, why? Why did we get a strike? Well, you can't disparage this or that and the other thing. I'm like, well, I'll have to p- replay the thing. And we didn't. It was actually one of the tamer commercials we've ever done. But if you remember, there's a line. Uh, you know, I've got some exciting news, and I say something like, "Oh, is the townhome right next to yours for sale? Can I move in?" And you go, "Oh, hell no." That's what the strike was the because we had hell in there. The wow. word hell. Like, uh, Huh. So, Can I say H-E double toothpicks? <laughs> so <laughs> Nissan Ad Compliance, if you're listening, go to hell. Oh, I love it, Dougie. That's why this I love working with Dougie. This is Dave Lynn. I want to tell you to go to hell. Uh, Dave was a fine man at telling people to go to hell. <laughs> we have Zach on the phone. He's a very pleasant man. Did you ever meet Dave? No. I, I've met him a few times. He's great. Just he, a nice man. He was like, you know, he was one of the, well, he was like the, the puker from North Dakota, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and, but well, it worked. It worked for him. Well, absolutely it yeah. did. He's still doing the endorsements and stuff. Yeah. And has a lovely daughter that just got married. Yeah. Lovely mm-hmm. wife. You know, the No, whole I've never heard anything bad about him. And he's guy. a bit of an encyclopedia. He knows a, l- he does, a little yeah. about a lot he's of different things. He's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. Indeed. You know, so funny about that, and I, I know Zach's with us, but just give me 30 more seconds. Every time I ever ran into a day, last time I ran into him was over at Cassetta's in St. Paul, right? He gets really nervous physically. I can He he gets really nervous around me, and I really? don't know why that is. Was he thinking I'm going to kill him or something? I used to do ads, and he would ask about you often. Oh, How, how's guy. Tom doing? How's the things going? How's the podcast? I mean, he was nice. genuinely interested. Yep. I don't know why you no, would you, make him You can nervous. be a daunting person, let's face it. What the hell do you mean by that? Yeah, I don't no, know I can't. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I'm going to ask Zach go, Selwyn. Go to hell. Can I be daunting, Zach? What do you think? Yeah, sure, buddy. I feel like <laughs> that's not you can do. He goes, Which sure, buddy. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Selwyn with us. All new trivia series, Parking Lot Payday. It premiered July 12th at uh, 8 p.m. 7 Central Time, of course, on Access TV. So I want to hear. I'm a big game show guy. And he, well, you know, not all game shows, Zach, but this kind of game show, uh, hosted by Zach Selwyn, whose diverse credits include leading roles on acclaimed series such as Around the Horn, Attack of the Show, America's uh, Secret Slang, and others. Parking Lot Payday. Let's, I want to hear all about Parking Lot Payday from you, Zach. What's it all about? Yeah, man. I mean, we're basically going into parking lots before concerts begin and interviewing super fans about their favorite bands and giving them cash for correct answers. And Ooh. if they get up to uh, 10 right, they can win $2,560 in cash in the parking lot right there. And, uh, you know, we start off with easier questions. They get harder as they go along. Some people die after the first question. Some people make it all the way to the end. It's just, you know, exciting and, and fun. And it's almost like, you know, we're doing, like, cash cab in a heavy metal parking lot. 
You know, it's interesting, Zach, because I was looking at your first four. Love Metallica, love the Rolling Stones. I don't know anything about Imagine Dragons or Coldplay. So the first two I'd be good, but the last two I'm, I just burn into the ground. Yeah, well, you know, you're a rock fan, you know. That's how it goes. I well, mean, that, I think, is, uh, that is true. I think that's how we, a lot of us work. I, I didn't know much about either of those bands either when I first did the show. Now I can tell you everything there is to know about Imagine Dragons. Everything there is to know. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's really good news. Uh, yeah, I, uh, The longest that Dan Reynolds has played a show without taking off his shirt is uh, 11 minutes. 11 um, minutes. <laughs> Look how much I know. Restrained, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely the situation. Uh, you, well, obviously what you do, uh, and again, around the horn, by the way, I should say, Zach, I really love that show on ESPN. It was fun, attack of the show. We watched the course all the time. Well, watched all the stuff. But um, I like the fact that park. So, so is the parking lot always at a concert? So it's a parking lot at a concert. Right. For now, I mean, it's a music right. channel, Access TV. Now it's a music channel, and right. we, we've kind of aimed toward rock. So, you know, look, who knows? In the future, we could do parking lot payday at a baseball game. You know, I mean, right. to me, it's like if this could be franchised, who knows where it can go. So, Zach, you you can do up to ten multiple choice questions. Is that right? They're not all multiple choice. Uh, you know, for instance, Rolling Stones question number one for five dollars: Who's the lead singer? If you go, if you get that wrong, get out of the parking lot. <laughs> tell tell them the Rory McIlroy story. <laughs> oh, again, quick quick one for you, Zach. I think you'll like this one a lot. I'm watching about five, six, seven, eight years ago, something like that. I'm watching the British Open, or just the Open, because they don't like it when you call it the British Open. Oh, no. Because it's just the Open. You know who Rory McIlroy is, the golfer? Yeah. Okay, yep. well, they, they come up. This is on international television, not just national television. It's on international television. So I want you, I'll be Rory McIlroy, and you be the questioner. So if you would ask me, Zach, uh, to name one of the Beatles... I would appreciate that. And then I will do, I'll give the answer that Rory McIlroy actually gave. So go ahead, sir. Uh, Rory, terrific first round. You're, you're in the leaderboard right now. It's a question for you. Name one of the Beatles. Just interested to know what your, your knowledge is since you were out here in England. Uh, um, George Lucas. <laughs> Zach, he actually said uh, George Lucas. I'm not kidding. That's, that's you, you know, someone once, someone once asked me the Mick Jagger question. I've, well, told, I've told this story about it. Give me 20 seconds. I'm, I'm a reporter at the Minneapolis Tribune. The Rolling Stones are coming to town. Sure. It's like 1973. It's huge. There are riots outside. Everything's going on. It's, it's bedlam inside. I'm sitting there. The photographer from the newspaper, he's, got, he's, he's a guy who uh, I think he was a um, very conservative type, buttoned oh, okay. up. Sure. And he's uh, scowling. He's not happy about being there. And he comes up to me and he says, which one is Jagger? Which one is Jagger? Yep, that's, that's what he asked me. Why? Because apparently he was going to take a picture. He was told to take a picture and make sure that Jagger was in it. <laughs> so he didn't know who but Jagger was. he had no was. idea who Jagger was. <laughs> I like that, actually. Yeah. So, that's you like know, George Lee. used to say about Pink Floyd. Which one's pink? <laughs> By the way, which one's pink? <laughs> that's pink and that's Floyd. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, absolutely. I'd go for pink myself. Not Floyd. I just want to make that clear. I understand. I understand. There's no question about it. Zach, where'd you grow up? I'm from Tucson, Arizona. Okay, and, did, and did you, are you a rock fan? Because when I grew up, I was a rock fan and an R&B fan. I do not like rap music because it just displaced mm. R&B completely. I, a huge mm. R&B fan, or soul music when I was a kid it was called. Mm. 
But yeah. uh, I, I, I grew up on everything. I mean, I grew up on rock for absolutely, you know, classic oh, rock in Arizona okay. is like pretty much what you listen to. And then hip hop was big in my life, absolutely big rap fan. But also 50s music, you know, hippie music. Like, I got into everything. You know, like I, I just always loved all types of music, and uh, at the later ages of my my life, yes, country became a thing I enjoyed. So you know, yeah, I got to get all there. over the place. I got to get there, Zach. My mother loved country music, but I, I you know, well, look, I, I'll be honest with you though, the old country stuff, like Don Williams, was a great singer. I, I did like that stuff, so that was good. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not listening to you know a lot of these modern dudes. It's just not my thing. No, I agree. I can't listen to a guy sing about a snapback baseball hat and take it seriously. <laughs> that's very true. A- any guy wearing a cowboy hat? Yeah. No, you don't no. want that. Well, that's true. You're right about well, that. Well, I'm wearing one. On, I'm wearing one on the show, but that's you know. Well, that's different. Mine's more of a Bob Dylan uh, Rolling Thunder Review era hat. It's a little less cowboy and a little more, you know. You don't appear. Hat. You don't like appear it. in whiteface, do you? <laughs> That'd be. Dylan that that did in Rolling Thunder. He did. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. That's episode three, guys. You got to tune in. Eight o'clock Tuesday. Okay. Um, <laughs> I come out and sing Hurricane and Whiteface. <laughs> yeah, well, well, there you go. It works for me. I like that stuff. Do people know enough about music nowadays, or because of the reason I'm asking you this question, Zach, is because of digital. Digital has kind of displaced everything. Nobody knows where, what anything is, where it came from. They know they like it. Uh, are people paying attention more now than they were a few years ago when, when it all got digital and we just didn't care anymore? No. No one's paying. No, no. People have. No. You need to be grandfathered into this uh, music knowledge world. We're from the generation of people who read liner notes and, like, knew the bass player on, you know, four different albums was different than this guy on three other albums. Right. Uh, some people know that, you know. I think a lot of fans of the bands like Rolling Stones and Metallica, they're going to know that more. But in general, I'm seeing most people aren't as musically educated as people like you know we probably were growing up. Indeed. Um, now, I, one thing I do have to ask you, Zach, because I've never understood it, and maybe I just... Uh, because, like I said, I'm not a rap fan or, you know, hip-hop or anything. I, just, I loved R&B. It just pisses me off. Mm-hmm. But does <laughs> Megan realize there's no such thing as a female stallion? <laughs> he just really? starts laughing. <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> you, ne- you never realized that one. Well, if, you, if you don't know that, you could get into a lot of trouble. <laughs> you could get into a lot of trouble. It's true. Uh, what the hell? Is there is there one group that that you would consider a very big big group that people don't know anything about? There, there got to be a few, I would think. I mean, look, there's music is fleeting. But there's a lot yeah. of bands, legendary bands, that have come and gone that maybe people aren't following with the with the commitment that they're following around other bands. I would think, you know, there's chances that if you went to an Eagles concert, a lot of people aren't going to know the original four members. They're right. going to know, you know, right. Joe Walsh and, and that, but they're not going to know Bernie Ledden and Randy Meisner. You know, yeah. there's... There's, there's a deep knowledge that a lot of fans have, but I think that's uh, a good point. There's a lot of stuff that people probably think they know because they watched the Eagles Hell Freezes Over concert. Right. But in reality, it all goes deeper, you know? Yeah, there's One no fan question. was Glenn Fry and with J.D. Souther before he you know, formed the Eagles. Oh, you know. Hey, hey here's a trivia real- question. You got a trivia question. Mm. Right. Trivia, rock trivia question. I'm ready. 55 years ago. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. So, can you just tell us the year? I can't do the math in my head. 1967. Okay. Summer of Love. What was 
the number one song on the charts? The whole for the year. You know what's funny? Just just at I that think, exact time. Would it be? I think this song is like it's not what you'd expect. It's something like these boots are made for walking or something. It's, it's not like a Jefferson. I was going to say song. "Summer in the City." It's a song. Well, that's not a bad guess, but this was a song that endures today. It wasn't Purple Haze, hmm. was it? It was not Purple Haze. That came out in '67. However, right? the title of the song did have. I was going to say a color, but then again, white is not a color. White's not a color, white. that's true. White or shaded white pale. White or shaded pale. No. There you go. Really? Yeah. That was number one for uh-huh. the year? Uh, just at that time, at, at that like 55 years ago today. Oh, today. Yeah. Oh, today. Yeah. Yeah, Local because the era. the Hot 100 or whatever is like by, it's not weekly, is it? Uh, I think it was weekly there back may have been a weekly. At the time, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. They've changed it a few times. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be going to a Procol Harum parking lot. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, they're 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 still popular. They're dead, but they're right, still popular. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're dead, but they're popular. That'll well, happen. We have a question from the chat, a trivia question. All right. Uh, which vocalist sang Pink Floyd's Have a Cigar? Ooh. I think it was Roger Waters, wasn't it? That's what I thought always. Well, Joe, you're going to have to put the answer in the chat because I have no idea. Uh, Gilmore. Oh, it was David Gilmore? Was it? I don't know. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> okay. was it David Gilmore? It was not. It, was, it wasn't David was Gilmore. Was it? He hasn't oh, put the it. answer in the chat yet, and I don't know anything about Pink Floyd. Oh, Roger Gary Warner. Gilmore. I know that they yeah, Gary like Gilmore. Just before he took the bullet. <laughs> Roy Harper. Roy Harper? That's what he said. The Harper Valley PTA? Yeah. <laughs> Roy Harper. Roy Harper? Wow. That's, a, that's a good question. That's a very good question. That's really? I would think Pink Floyd's an absolute band we can go see, even though there's so many incarnations of it. But, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a great question. I just, I still to this day, and I'm, you know, I, I, I've been, I've been leaned liberal, I've leaned conservative, and kind of stuck in the middle right now. But I did get a laugh when Roger Waters showed up in St. Paul, had a gigantic blow up pig, and around the anus of the pig it said George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny, no matter what your politics are. Right. Very wow. classy. <laughs> Very glad. The president of the United States is an a-hole. That's a big a-hole on top of it. Anyway, sorry, uh, Zach, back to you. So I want to hear some of your favorite moments. you got to have some moments that you've, you've experienced. got to be pretty damn cool, I would think. On the show you're talking about? Yes, yeah, sir. Or in life, either one. <laughs> you know, I mean, the Metallica concert was like a time machine for me. It was oh, like I was God. back in high school. In 1992, and there were like three Heshers in the parking lot in a Camaro, smoking cigarettes and dealing bad weed. You know, I, like those guys came out of the woodwork again. It was like heavy metal parking lots, like sleeveless Metallica shirts, oh, you know, God. ripped jeans and the comb in the back pocket. I was like, oh my God, I remember these guys. It was just like, that was my favorite thing, was watching the, like my life come back to me from the 90s, you know. I was like, oh my God, it's a Tucson Hesher. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I uh, Metallica is. I love Metallica from Enter Sandman all the way through all the rest of it. But I, to this day, and I still use the line, and people look at me like, "What the hell is the matter with you?" Somebody's complaining about something, and they're bitching, and they won't shut up, and I say, "Blah blah 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 blah," and I literally still throw the line at them. Where's your crown, King Nothing? <laughs> and they look at me like, what the hell did you mean by that? <laughs> I think King... Yeah, see, you can be daunting. Da- yes, I'm daunting. Yeah. I want you to know I'm daunting, ladies and gentlemen. You must be having a ball doing this, Zach, aren't you? You must love this. 
it's amazing. It's a great show, super fun. You know, I would love for it to go on forever. I just, you know, I can't argue. I, I partied in parking lots my whole life, and now I'm getting paid to be there and ask questions, so... Yeah, I mean, that's you know. a big thing. Yeah, So you would go to concerts and party in the parking lot uh, before every concert. Is that correct? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, you know, I, mean, I was like, but that's sometimes better than the show. Well, that's true. That is absolutely true. <laughs> is is there a band that you personally, Zach Selwyn, do not want to cover? Is it, is it a band you dislike so much? You're like, I'm not asking questions about that band. I do not want to cover? Oh, man. <laughs> got to be. Know, gotta be. I, it's a funny thing, like, I, I will admit, when I heard we were doing Imagine Dragons, I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked. It is. You know, but I will say this. You know, I went in, I took a deep dive into the catalog, I learned a lot about the band, and then we went to the show, and I was blown away. Like, these guys are rocking 50,000 people in an arena. You can't get mad at that, you know. No. And it's just, I think anyone in this business who has ever made it big, it deserves some respect. You know, we all have our musical opinions, but there's definitely bands I don't like and don't listen to that other people love. But I'll keep my mind open. You got them. Everything. You got them coming up uh, on July 26th, right? That's the Imagine Dragons uh, episode, yeah. isn't it? All right. I, uh, Zach, my daughter, uh, she's 19 now. When she was 15, I took her and one of her friends to her first hockey rank rock show, and it was 21 pilots. And I was a little disconcerted to learn that there's actually only two pilots, not 21. Yeah. Just, <laughs> well, this is false cool. advertising. It was actually a pretty good show, although it was you know 95% 15-year-old girls and then a few dads hanging out at the bar. It's so. funny you say... You took your 15-year-old uh, daughter somewhere. The first thing I think is like, sync. <laughs> no, not anymore. Right. Not for 20 not years. Well, to so her credit, she, much had, the she had a great the time. And the next show she went to, she went to Lizzo with one of her girlfriends by herself and mm -hmm. thought it was cool. So. There you go. She's got the bug. I will say the Imagine Dragons crowd had a very strong child and father contingency. Absolutely, yeah. Oh really? Imagine yeah. Dragons is yeah for there's not a whole lot of 71 year old Imagine Dragons fans. I'll <laughs> yeah, say that's that right. much. <laughs> and I found right. that 15 year old kids really like to hear stories about 1971 Led Zeppelin concerts. They find it fascinating. <laughs> Probably not. They love it. They <laughs> love it. Tell me more about your Camaro, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your 67 Camaro. How's that too? I don't know. It sounds to me like Zach would be a that'd be a, a lot of fun to go. For. And you go from city to city to city. Is that how you do it? Yeah, I mean, we've been to Vegas, we've been to San Francisco, a couple in L.A. You know, we're just trying to piece it out. I mean, I can't imagine we wouldn't be going elsewhere, you know. But I think the goal right now is to keep it to the big stadiums right. rather than the Greek theater. I mean, you know, I would love to go do, like, the Dead and Company at Hollywood Bowl. I would love to go do that kind sure. of stuff. You know, that to me would be as good as Metallica because he's been in that Grateful Dead parking lot. You know, there's a lot of personality going on there, so. Things like that would be really fun to do. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dan's Southside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. 
Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced, professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience member, FDIC, and equal housing lender? You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. You know what you got to do, though, just and, – and you can just tell them it was my fault if they don't like it, okay? You should, you should take groups and ask questions about, like, Bobby Fuller 4. Who was murdered in the Bobby Fuller 4? <laughs> ah, yes. Oh, boy. And it's not Bobby Fuller? It is Bobby Fuller. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is Bobby Fuller. Now they're just the three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now, now it's the nothing three. It's the lesser three. God, you know, that would be kind of – it would be an interesting, like, maybe – can't really do it as a holiday special, but instead of just asking questions about the bands, just ask questions about bands that came to a terrible end. I have a, mm, a funny, interesting well, there's a related lot of story. Of, this oh, was probably yeah. 20 years ago. We were warming up for, uh, is it Natalie Merchant and the 10,000 Maniacs? Yeah. Is that the band? Uh, up in Fridley. I was playing in a, a cover band. And we get up there, and the night before, Natalie Merchant had quit the band. Oh, God. So it was just, the show was just the, (laughs) and the 10,000 Maniacs. (laughs) I think it was one and done. 10,999 Maniacs? Yeah. 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 Hey, wait a minute. There's not 10,000. This is just as bad as 21 pilots. (laughs) Yeah. 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 999,000 and something pilots. And the crowd, of course, it's a sports bar, and it's all women because they want to see Natalie Merchant. And they're, they're like... They're Natalie. Who are the maniacs? This sucks. <laughs> exactly. You know, Zach, I got all kinds of ideas. I got to stay in touch with you because I got all, all kinds of ideas. Like you could do one here, and it is a family show, so I can't get too graphic about it, but you could take impressions of rock stars' penises and show them, going, and who is this? Mm. Ah. And it's always oh. Jimi Hendrix. The pl- every time. The plaster <laughs> caster. Yeah, the plaster caster, sure. exactly. And it's always Jimi <laughs> Hendrix every time. Was that really a thing that musicians used to do? Yeah. Yes. Well, there was a particular yes. woman Cynthia that... Cynthia Plaster or something mm. like that. And I think, yeah. I yeah. think she just passed away. She did. She just died. Oh. 
It's made plaster casts of these rock stars. I think, Zach, you'd fit right in with the plaster caster <laughs> show with Zach Selwyn. What Silly do you think? Putty was right, the only thing that I ever got. Silly Putty, yeah, yeah. that was as good as it got. It's still in the egg, too, by the way. <laughs> That's exactly right. If you guys are ever, uh, it's interesting. We do have another show on Access TV that I'm on as a talking head personality. It's called Top Ten Revealed, and it's basically, we do things like the top ten bands that, you know, fulfill tragedy and then went on to success. The top Ooh. ten bands that, you know, have the the color in their name, that kind of stuff. You guys would like that because it's just like yeah. people like Sebastian Bach and oh, me sure. and Matt Pinfield, and we're all just out there talking about all this stuff. You guys would be great on that show. I would love. You'll like. To, I would love. To I do think that. the Plaster Casters needs to be uh, next season. I'll, I'll recommend it. Yeah, the Plaster Cast next season. See Zach, what the FCC says. They'll be fine. I'm sure, they'd be all for it. <laughs> they'll be fine. No problem at all. You know, Zach, it's kind of fun for me to talk to you because. From God, what was it, 1977 to 1983? I, I was uh, I did the central part of the United States for Capitol Records, so I was around yeah. these rock bands every single day. Whether I was taking them somewhere or picking them up from somewhere, or you know, making sure the show's going well, or having guys farmers in Nebraska knock on my door and go, "My 16-year-old daughter's missing." I'm like, "Oh God, I hated that part. <laughs> oh I hated that part of it." But uh, just talking to someone who knows this, all this stuff about music is kind of cool because you learn a lot being around those those guys. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. And, look, I've had friends over the years, too, in L.A. and where I've lived forever, you know, who've been in bands, who have come and gone, who have toured and opened for the biggest bands. You know, you hear it all. You hear all the great stories. I, I don't think there's really a better camaraderie than being in a band. You know, I'm still in a band, and we go to – work somewhere we go play a gig in jackson hole wyoming like for three days we have the best times of our lives you know and what do you play so i play guitar and sing i'm a, in like the country rock like sort of outlaw old school country stuff that oh, you're okay. talking about uh -oh. we just open for the old 97s if you've ever heard of that band you know so yep, it's yep. a little different it's not nashville but it's uh you know, no, it's, a, it's just a lot of fun. We've had a couple people join us. Uh, actually, they've popped in. One, one who is uh, who is my. Well, you're not really my adopted son. What are you? You're my. Oh, surrogate son. I don't know. Assuming son? son. Auxiliary son. <laughs> Auxiliary son. That was. That was, that was very nice of you. Seriously, that was very touching, and I wanted to thank you face to face. That was something else, man. Oh, you're welcome. You and Mike Molina. I get one every year. I get a Father's Day card from him every year. I don't from Jerry, though, because, you know, I would have been about six or seven. All right. So you know what I do get, though? What? You do get. Oh, no, no, no. Don't do this to me. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Zach, we just had a couple guys come in, and they brought, might have brought some lunch with them. Where are you right now? Come on in. <laughs> just fly know, into town. You guys might like this because we're talking to Zach Selwyn about, uh, well, tell them about your shows because a couple of new guys came in, Zach. Tell them about your show because it's very interesting. Yeah, we're doing a rock and roll trivia show called Parking Lot Payday. It takes place in parking lots before concerts, interviewing super fans about the band they're about to see, giving them cash for correct answers, and uh, having fun before they go in the show, win a little money for merch and beer and parking and, you know. That's the story. Good time. Jack, I have a question for you. Have you ever watched Portlandia? Oh, God. Sure. There's an episode <laughs> where uh, there's a bunch of middle-aged people tailgating before a Garrison Keeler Prairie Home Companion show. <laughs> <laughs> and they, and they oh. fall asleep and don't make it to the oh. show. It's really funny. Oh, oh I got to watch that. Yeah. That's amazing. 
You know, one of, my, one of my favorite things about that show was, you know, because they get all touchy and feely about everything. They go to dinner, and the guy demands to meet the chicken before they kill it, and he can eat it. <laughs> he oh, yeah. he winds the... up in a cult for five yeah, he, years. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's really very, very, very funny. Did the chicken have friends? Did the chicken have friends? I want to know what you Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> I want to meet the chicken. Fred would be good on your show. He's quite a drummer, actually. He's a, he's a talented yeah. musician. No, he is. That's what I understand. No doubt about it. So, and so with your with your rock show, is it strictly for rock and roll? Or are you branching out into other genres as well? Are you going to do like like country? To, I'd love to branch like out, but for now, Access TV is you know we're pretty much a rock channel. You know we're trying to keep that that vibe alive a little bit longer. You know, I mean, if you watch any of the other shows and the, the live concerts and stuff. You're not going to see Post Malone on there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I know but, how much uh, you young yeah. folks like Imagine Dragons. Right. Yeah, just, talked, <laughs> just talked about that. Exactly. You know, country music would be perfect, except it's entirely morose. It is. It, it, is, it is now. It's all about people who shot themselves in the head, you know, drank themselves to death. But, no. but I would enjoy that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you doing strictly pre-show? Because I assume post-show you'd get a lot more slurred words. Yeah, and have to have dump <laughs> maybe yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's pre-show, man. I mean, post-show. By the time we're done with that, um, that pre-show game, we are all exhausted. Man, we're out there for seven hours talking to a hundred people. You know, then you go to the show and you're just like, I'm done. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I got to back up a little bit because I have to do a translation about a question that Tevin asked, and I got to add th- something at the end, Zach. So you ready? I'll ask the same question. You ready? Yeah. No, I already know what you're going to say. Uh, do you guys have a show that's on BET as well? <laughs> when I said, I went with country because I was like, if I say, are you going to do like hip hop? He's going to just blast me. <laughs> yes. Are you going to do so, any hip hop? Got a rap artist on there. I mean, Where did Humpty I mean, once get busy? Yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing is, man, I want you to ask I mean, that. The crazy that, thing is, is that now there's so many amazing rap groups and artists that have been around for 20 plus years. Yeah. You can easily go to an show or a Snoop show or a Dr. Dre show and get super fans who are going to know every single thing, you know? Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily an Axis's uh, ballpark yet. Mm. Yeah, we'll get there. Now, Andy, you had, a, you had a question for Zach. <laughs> I was making an offhand joke. I know, but I think it would be a great question to ask him. I said, where did Humpty once get busy? <laughs> In a Burger King bath. Yeah. Oh! Oh! Touchdown! Right. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. See, you could do the uh, you could do the rap thing, no problem. You just got to find some Humpty fans. I'm gonna do that. Rest in peace. That guy was a very very ahead of his time. MC. Mm-hmm. No. One thing I do have to ask you is Zach Solomon with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and by the way, I, I love the idea of this entire show. It's all new trivia series. Uh, parking lot payday. It premiered on July 12th at 8 p.m. Uh, this week's episode is going to be Imagine Dragons. So, Jerry. Kevin, you know a lot about Imagine Dragons? Uh, nothing. Did, <laughs> did they do the radioactive song? I think so. Okay, then I know Imagine Dragons. Did they Dragons. do radioactive, Zach? Yep. Yep, there yep. you go. The Thunder, too, right? That's one of them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm familiar with the Dragons. A lot of anthems, oh a lot of, like, chant along with me, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I would have to use my phone, a friend, and call uh, Don Jameson and Jim Florentine to help me out on that one. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's part of, if you guys watch the show, that's part of our our gig. If you're stuck on a a question, you get one lifeline. You can either text a friend, call a buddy, get a hint from me, or search on your phone. Nice. Nice. So you basically 
you know, but you get only your, your time. You know, it's not like you have the rest of the show to do it. You got to get it done pretty quickly. You know, Zach, I just pictured something in my mind that shows you how evil I can be, actually. So I'm in a, uh, I, I, I'm a rock star, and I'm in a band, and I'm just sitting around one night, and like, eh, what should I do? You know, maybe I'll watch. Now, remember, I'm in a rock band, so I'm a big deal. I'm a big star. I'm gonna watch Parking Lot Payday, and it just so happens that night that my band is on there. And nobody knows one thing about the band. <laughs> Boy, that'd be hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be tough. I think uh, that's why we, we edit very closely. Oh, you do? <laughs> so you do edit. Okay, good. You don't just have six hours well, of people going, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we got six hours of footage. We got to cut down to 22 minutes. Yeah. You know, it gets, it gets Confusing. Oh my God! Just to just to bring uh, Tevin and Jerry up today, we we've talked about Metallica, the Rolling Stones, Imagine Dragons, and Coldplay. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? I mean, as far as the rock genre goes, I feel like that covers a wide yeah. breadth of several decades yeah. worth. Yeah, it's very yeah. true. Good, good, great, and I'll pass on Coldplay. <laughs> no Coldplay. <laughs> and then, do you get any like involvement with the bands at all? Is this like season one? So obviously the show is going to kind of continue to grow and morph. But what do you see this? Do you see it having the opportunity to have where the fans interact with bands and they get to certain point levels or anything like that in the future? I would highly doubt that. Could you tell Coldplay to write a song with an effing bridge in it? I just get it's four. Every song is four chords, no chorus. It's awful. Agreed. Oh well. If this song, if this show ever became like something that moved to network. I could easily see them be like, we're at Aerosmith. If you win, you get to meet Steven Tyler. Yeah, yeah, you know? true. Yeah, but that's a different that's a different animal when it comes to television. Access TV is, you know, right. is Access TV. <laughs> you get on American Idol, you know, you're going to meet those guys. I think where our access, ironically, is a little limited right now. <laughs> I think it'd be so great though if you ever do, Zach. I want you to do this for me and do it as a favor. Uh, if you ever do meet Steven Tyler and have him on uh, the show, Parking Lot Payday, I want you to look down and then look up at him and go, could you uncross your toes? Thank you very much. Great to be here. Have you ever seen his feet? No. No. His, oh, his middle no, toes. I've, I've never been to feet. rehab. I haven't met him. <laughs> no, no. He's wearing sandals. What website were you looking at? No, no, no. He, he wears sandals a lot. Yeah. And his his longest toe on both feet laps over his big toe. Yeah, that's a thing. I They're don't like remember X, what it's called. He makes an X. That's huh. a thing, yeah. What is that? Huh. Bad feet. Is that his OnlyFans? Is that what he does? Right, yeah. Yeah, I was going to yes. say, are you on Wiki, <laughs> Wiki feet? <laughs> He's on Wiki feet. That's exactly right. So it's, just, it's literally called crossover toe. That sounds Which, like a winning answer on parking lot payday. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Which one of Steven Tyler's toes crosses over? <laughs> <laughs> that would be phenomenal. You could have a special edition of uh, body parts that don't function properly on parking lot payday. I would like that a lot, don't you think? I don't know, it sounds to be good to me. We're learning a lot I'm today. In. About me or I no, can it's think just of about plenty life. of examples. I thought you meant I my mental. No, well that too. I think it's wonderful. Ladies and gentlemen, the all new trivia series Parking Lot Payday premiered on July twelfth. Coming up, ladies and gentlemen, would be Imagine Dragons on July twenty sixth. It's at seven o'clock central time. It's on Axis TV. Zach Selwyn. You've been a great guy. You gotta come back more often, Zach. We've got to talk more often. I had hey. a ball. It's great. Absolutely, guys. Let me know, man. I'd love to come back and hang and you know, you Any, guys are doing a great job. Anytime you want, sir. Thanks, Zach. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> and now we welcome Jerry and Tevin into the studio. Jerry came bearing goods. 
which we like. Naturally. Well, Doug threw me under the bus on Monday on the morning show. He's like, well, we're just going to sit around and eat ribs. Now what the hell am I going to do, not bring them? Well, you always bring ribs. Why do you invited you? That's a very good point, actually. What the hell is he supposed to do now, That's how Doug? he met you. Exactly. We're doing the in the old studio by Acme, and this guy comes in and friend of mine and who is this guy and he's got you i mean that time you bought enough for an army i generally do yeah he generally does and alex was just totally mortified she doesn't (laughs) eat eat flesh (laughs) (laughs) she will not say don't eat flesh because i'm not listening to it i hate that so you must not have been listening to your daughter so she did say you're eating flesh yeah but she will eat every caramel roll that i brought oh Oh, yeah She'll get after the caramel rolls big mm-hmm. time. What about, so now, as a nice lunsman, mm-hmm. are you going to go after the pork or not? You know, I, I was hoping for finger sandwiches. Finger sandwiches, okay. Yeah. Well, I, we could, you know. know. Something dainty. No, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> something I, dainty. I, I like ribs as much as the next guy. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and I realize there is the pork aspect. But, uh, but you're not drinking milk with it, so it's not. Yeah, you're yeah. good. Right. It's still slightly no, kosher. No cheese. I didn't add mm-hmm. cheese, yep. Yeah, so okay, it's is fine. That, is yeah. that the four-year-old Ribs reference, with Andy? cheese. Ribs and cheese. <laughs> the four-year what? What Andy just did is throw me under the bus. No, I was talking Plit- about the, the, the Torah. I thought you were talking about Plitman's Deli, Plymouth Avenue. Oh, well, kid. he was talking about the Torah, too. So. I walk mm-hmm. into Plitman's Deli. I'm four or five years old. I wanted a roast beef sandwich and a glass of milk, and he said what to me? Uh, did you say, oh, I don't know. That's not kosher? Oi. No, he said fe. Fe. Goyish Ah, And I learned what goyish anachas <laughs> meant at four years old. Gentile pleasures, that's what uh-huh. that means. Mm. So, <laughs> having meat with milk is a Gentile <laughs> pleasure. Yeah, yeah, they're not allowed to do it. No, they can't do it. So so you're, you're okay. No, if I remember correctly, and you mm-hmm. can straighten me out on this one, most of the great rib places in the state were owned by Jews. Yeah, I think that's true. It's, it is true. Yeah. No Famous question. Dave's Jewish? No, no he's, he's, uh, he's Native American. Native American. Yeah. I know that's my point. But uh, the, what was the big one again back in the day? Oh, yeah. Well, Market Barbecue. Market Barbecue. Rudolph's. Wasn't it? I think it was. And then. Uh, Rudolph's? What was, the, what was the one that was, was down in, in right by Loring Park, about 14th and Nicollet? 14th and yeah, they eventually w- were there and they were there for a long time i'm trying to figure out rib joint there so that's where pings is now right is that where pings is because uh, rudolph's was on franklin franklin and, and, yeah. and lindale but this one was god, this one was one of the most lindale storied lindale of all the rib joints i can't remember what but the hell was it called it's definitely a jewish family You're, and it was next to a strip club wasn't it is that the one I'm thinking of? The one now that was downtown. Actually. Yeah, this, this was that like, was downtown. This was right by Loring Park. You know that that section. It was on Nicollet Avenue. It was on Nicollet. I was on Nicollet. I think Nicollet. Yeah, God, I Nicollet. should know this, Mike. This is embarrassing that I don't know it because I it, love it was, the river. It was like man. across the street. This will really take us back. Across the street from where the flame used to be. Oh, the flame! Oh, yeah. I believe that was owned by that my was people. That was that 13th and Nicollet. <laughs> yeah, it, right. So was, that's was that's it hog something? How do you know that, Doug? Well, I was a cab driver. <laughs> Actually, I've been told flavor. that story about Mel Hansen and funding his alcoholic escapades right, right. by taking clothes from the Oval Room and then laying on the horn in front of the flame, and every drug dealer and pimp came running out, sure. and he says, Pop the trunk, kid, we're getting some money. Five dollars an item. Anyway. Yes, I'm very familiar with the flame. I got to remember the name because I know exactly where you're talking. Well, Market actually did take that space over later, didn't they? 
I'm pretty sure Market did move in there. They but, might have. But it's not the one you're talking That's not what no, you're talking I, about. I it's can the one find it online. Another exciting example or adventure of <laughs> Andy looks up stuff that old guys can't remember. <laughs> that's right. Old guys can't up. remember. So uh, I think it started with a P. But so, you know so, so this would be West 14th Street and Nicollet. 13th and Nicollet. 13th and Nicollet. Because I'm going to talk uh, about Scarpelli's as long as you're looking it up because Scarpelli's used to be at 19th and, and uh, Nicollet down there. Yeah. Just, uh, just north of Franklin. Mm-hmm. Another great place. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. But he was actually Italian, though. What the hell was that all about? Italian, Jews, all the same. It's all the same. Non-white people. Yeah, non-honky. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember, <laughs> Italians were, were the most. I mean, those were the good old days when Italians were the most discriminated ethnic group. Oh, yeah. How yeah. I long for those days. How <laughs> you long for the days when they were discriminated against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're probably right. Well, they knew what to do. Well, remember the great quote in Blazing Saddles that I can't say? Mm-hmm. Particularly of Devin here. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's a completely but, different podcast. We'll take Devin the, can say it. We'll take the Kevin ends and the away, seas. Yeah. We'll <laughs> take the ends and the seas, but we don't want the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's one of the great of all, one of the great lines of all time. There's, and that so, was the, there's so many in that movie. Oh, that movie's phenomenal. Do you think, you guys think, and I'm serious about this, are they going to eventually have to take that movie out? Yeah, they just well, moved, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle can't do First, first Avenue. Like, what the heck? Why did, you know, they moved him out of First Avenue. Yeah, mm-hmm. Vars- yeah the Varsity Theater now. The Varsity Theater yeah. now. Why would you do that to Dave Chappelle? Well, the, the, there were already two shows yeah. where, he was gonna, where he is playing the Varsity. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So... When First Ave decided to bail, they just naturally moved him over to. I mean, not First Ave doesn't own the bar. That's not one of their venues. No, no. but no. they just figured, okay, let him go to the Varsity, and then he can do three shows there. Because they do own the Turf Club, I think, don't yeah. they? That's yeah, yeah. There's one in St. Paul that they own. Yeah, it's the yeah. Turf Palace. Club. Oh, the Palace. Tommy, oh, the doesn't palace. Palace. Yep. Tommy doesn't own the Turf Club anymore. No. Oh God, whatever happened? Yeah, I never tell you my favorite Tommy story. Mm-mm. I'll tell you, Tom is a great story. He's from Ireland, obviously. Really? I thought he was from France. Yes, exactly. By the accent? I'll tell you a great story, Tom. We we get together one night because a guy's picking on a member of my family. So I go to my friends and I say, look, this guy's picking on my sister. Let's go kill him. And they said, what? He goes, I want to kill the guy. And they said, we can't kill the guy. He goes, see, so we argued about it for about a week. And wouldn't you know it, after about six days, I get a call that the guy just got killed. And I said, did you guys do it? He goes, no, no, no. He said, you didn't kill him? I said, no, we didn't kill him. Somebody else must have. And he goes, well, let's dig him up and kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> That's such an Irish thing to say. <laughs> now, his, I, I'm trying to remember the story. I might get this wrong, but his wife was really active in running that, right? I think so, yeah. Because I think what happened was she died. Oh, did she yeah. really? Oh, God. He's I, a great but, Tommy's but a great guy. You better look it up before you start. Don't well, look up. This was maybe three or four years <laughs> What's ago. What's Andy looking up yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> no, just look up. See if there's a history of the turf club. Get Zach back on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Zach when we need yeah. him? Zach was so delightful because it's always great to talk to a guy who loves what he's doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you. You could tell he did. I agree with you. It's not like having those comics. Um, you know, So many of them hated what they were doing. You know, and they Back all, in the day. They yeah. all were waiting for the TV show to hit, you know, to get that movie. Yes, yeah. you're right. And, 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 of course, they hated what they were doing almost as much, well, as almost as much as I did. 
I hated them, I mean. Not, yeah, so I understand. No, yeah. I understand. But they were, you know, they were just a drag. Well, and a lot of them, too, once they got the movie or the yeah. TV show, they're like, well, I hate this. I want to be back on the road. <laughs> yeah. So it was, yep. it's a no win. No matter what they were doing, they want to. Yeah, it's, it's, it goes with the territory. Well, making a comedian wake up at 5 a.m. also doesn't help. Oh, yeah. No, no they're not. Or stay up until 5 a.m. Well, no, a lot of markets, too, when they go to do their morning radio, they come in and the guy's like, all right, tell some jokes. Be funny. And it's yeah. like, oh, oh no, God. No, no, no. No wonder we got along so well, because yeah. I didn't do a lot of telemet few right. jokes. Right. I didn't do that. That's absolutely. You know what, though? That's. I'm glad you actually brought that up, because I'm still having a hard time. My family lost six friends in the last year that were in the comedy business. Really? Isn't that terrible? Wow. Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah, Gilbert. Um, you go down the list. You got Bob Saget, who I met yeah. through Jeff Cesario, just a great guy. I mean, you go down the list of people. Louis Anderson, obviously. Mm-hmm. You got Norm MacDonald. There were six of them that died in the last, what, about seven, eight, nine months. Norm, yeah, Norm MacDonald all. made one of the greatest appearances on the morning show. <laughs> he did. Of You're all right. the comics. You're right. You know, come, stumbles in there like about eight in the morning. He's, his shirt has mustard on it. <laughs> You know, and I think he, I think he was, I think he had a runny nose. Really? Yeah, what would cause so. that? Well, it might have been a cold. I don't know. Did you say cold? Cold? <laughs> cold? But cold. it was so, on the other hand, it was very genuine. He was a great guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very laid back. And all those guys, all those comics were great because they were successful and they liked what they were doing. Yep, you're absolutely right. And then, of the course, was the day that Mike Gelfand met Rich Hall. That was a big one. Well, he... he <laughs> Jesus, he, I'll never forget it. Yeah, he, Rich Hall. Do you remember Rich Hall? No, sure. Yeah. What was the thing he was famous for? Sniglets. Sniglets, yeah, Sniglets. We don't need to go in it. But anyway... Don't look at me. Say, what'd you call him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, know. Yeah. I, look, I Out of the corner of my eye, I go, is Devin looking at me? <laughs> you're, a, you're a tall guy, so I, you know... Um, so so he he uh, Rich Hall was, he was he was on he was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he was. That yep. was his yeah, he was. that was his claim to fame. Yep. And so he comes into Studio B where there's like five of us. He looks around. He decides immediately he wants nothing to do with these people. Yes. Right. So as long as we were not on the air, you know, there's a lot of times in there where you're in there and you're on a break. Right. He was pretending to read the newspaper. I remember that. Yes, yes I do remember and it him was, doing it. Okay, that's not the worst part. <laughs> he was also, specifically, he was claim, he was looking like he was reading the want ads. Okay? Yeah, so yeah that, I agree. It wasn't real, it wasn't real like, uh, genuine. And then the no. third thing was, he was holding up the paper upside down. He was, indeed. Mm-hmm. And he would not look over it. Even if no. you talked to him, he wouldn't look over no it. No eye contact. None. There was not. What was his <laughs> problem, do you think? I don't know, but... He was an asshole. <laughs> okay, well, that explains it. Thank you very much. Great to be here. I, I think he I think he knew that the pan was already flashing. Yeah, I think he... Yeah, <laughs> the pan was flashing. Yeah. You're right about that. That party was over, unfortunately. Well, Dougie, it's time for Car Selling Secrets. Did you realize that? Okay, so that's... We just roll right into it? Yeah, I mean, look, look at that. We hit it right on 45 minutes. God, we're just... Look how cool we've done this before. Clockwork. Well, we, Clockwork we're changing yeah, formats. Yeah, we haven't done this before. Changed. We're not changing formats. Well, we're, just, bit. we're just squeezing it into one segment, which is what. No, it's, there's a, I can't announce it yet, but we signed with a big company out of New York for the podcast, and they're all fired up about it. So Are they all Northeasters? <laughs> that was what, what was the name of that show? Uh, I can't remember. That wasn't Shit's Creek, was it? Was no, it guy, uh, no. It's a guy, uh, oh, no, it was um, Northeaster. <laughs> With Dick from Third Rock. Yeah, uh, John Lithgow. 
Yeah. Oh, trial, uh, trial and error. Trial and error. Yeah. That's exactly there what it was. Go. Trial and error. Phenomenal. And, Have you guys uh, ever seen it? Mm-mm. It's nope. fantastic. It's a Is great it East show. Pecker. What was the name of the town? Or East, East Peck. Pe- East Pe- was it Pecker or Pe- It was Peck. Peck, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Peck Peckers. But, yeah, That's what the, it was. The team was the Peckers. I have a, a TV recommendation for you because right. you and I both get Get TV. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's like it's like channel like uh, 5.4 or something. I love Pi 5.4. Rockford like Files. Every the night. The old one? Rockford I love Files. That right. It's a great show. show. And I, I'm, that's like I can't I can't stop watching. We had a Star Trib rep love named it. Jerry Zelinsky who looked oh, just sure, like yeah. Angel Martin. Yeah. In fact, yeah. we all called him Angel Martin. <laughs> you go, call me that. <laughs> now I've been doing that a lot, Mike. You know what? Part of the reason I've been doing that, to tell you the truth, mm-hmm. is I go back. I went. I would literally went back to the 2010s, 2000, 1990, 1980. I went all the way back to 1950 mm-hmm. to see how culture has changed. Oh yeah. You know, and it's it's pretty fascinating. Things that they used to say on, well, I'll give you an example. This is true. I was watching Dragnet from 1953, and by the way, I think I talked to you about this before. Jack Webb, the producer of that show, did more for black actors than anybody in the history of Hollywood, and he never got any credit for it. I mean, they played doctors, lawyers, judges, police chiefs. He, he had blacks in every role, and he never got any credit for it. Why would they that weren't be? just murderers, like in most like TV drug shows? Deal, drug dealers, well, drug dealers, <laughs> back then, really, honestly. <laughs> but then, so I'm watching it. I'm going. I'm going to watch. That's fantastic. I mean, it's wonderful. You know, again, it's not just. Well, let's talk to the janitor who's black. The guy, like yeah. the mayor of the town, and things like that, right? And I never had any problem with that. But the white pimp was going too far. Yeah, the white <laughs> pimp was too far. And he also said, one thing I got to tell you guys before we go in there. It's not like you and me. He's a Negro. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? That was the fifties. Well, it was the fifties. But do you do you go back and look and see how things are? Oh yeah. A lot of things are the same, and a lot of things have changed well, a hell of a lot. And the TV shows, in some cases, in most cases, they reflect culture, but in yeah. other cases, they drove culture. Yeah. Uh, you're right. They did. There's no question about that. But it, my favorite is still All in the Family. Archie Bunker is oh, the single God, greatest the television of, character of all, of all time. time. Yeah, it's it's a, such a great show. I you know when I see that on Get TV or somewhere else. Yeah, it's I'm I'm always just blown away by how good it is. It's fantastic. And the, the, the son-in-law being such a pain in the yeah. ass. Rob Reiner is a magnificent yeah, he pain really in is. the ass. He's great. He was phenomenal yeah. on that show. Yeah, he was perfect. Archie. Oh, he had what the hell was her name? Edith. 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 Yeah. yeah. Stifle. Stifle, stifle, eat it, stifle. I started watching old Perry Mason shows just for the yeah, car, right. just for the car porn, the oh, stuff that oh, they drove in us. Phenomenal, like, oh, those Lincoln injected '57 Corvette, and the next one he's got a Bel Air convertible, I and know. it's an Eldorado. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my 
my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. Let's start car selling secrets, shall we? Because it is Thursday, and that means... Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets, Episode 1. Joining us in the uh, studio. One moment. 133. 133. Thank you. I liked 1 better. Yeah, yes. Joining us in studio to my right. Tommy Pittman. Jerry Eaton. You're picking it up. It's nice. <laughs> Andy Brand Bernard. Mike Gelsan. Edith Bunker. Edith Bunker. <laughs> it's a tradition, and Jerry's been on the show a few times, so Tevin, it's up to you. You get to start out by telling us the story of the very first car that you owned and drove. Ooh, the very first car that I owned was a 2003 BMW. What? what? Well, okay, Alex. Because, no, it's not as, it's not as exciting as, as it sounds. Um <laughs> No, I worked, I moved to Louisiana when I was like 19, 20 years old. Like the first car I drove was my grandma's old, like, beater car. Okay. Okay. Louisiana the first one, state? Yeah. I didn't know you lived there. Yeah, for like a summer. And oh, then I okay. Moved back. I didn't, and, ever, uh, I didn't know that. But no, I worked in an oil refinery in a like 100 plus degree weather oh. all summer. Oh. While building, driving a BMW? Build, no, building scaffolding like all summer just so I could save up to buy this BMW. BMW. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah. And then I, when I get, came back to Minnesota, I had the temporary plates and I'd get pulled over all the time and they'd be like, <laughs> Where'd you get this car? Uh-oh. Sure. like, oh, black guy can't have a nice car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did that to my, my stepson uh, about a month ago in North Carolina. Yeah. Where'd you get the money for that car, right. kid? He's a Subaru. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Lighten up, Francis. You got to tell a story about asking Alex that question, because that was so, my favorite Doug this story. Is, I, and I've actually made a special <laughs> episode of all the great stories for first uh, cars. And that, that one's okay, but some of them, Jimmy Francis wins mm-hmm. the internet for trading cars with a dead deer on the roof at midnight yes. with an old farmer who called him the Dutchman for no apparent reason. <laughs> I mean, it's just a fabulous story. So, well, and Jimmy's car didn't have reverse. Right, so. every, but every yeah. mm-hmm. story is like usually your grandma's first car. It's a $500 yeah. Yeah. piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Above them. Alex, I asked Alex one day, and she goes, you know, I can't remember. Was it the Jaguar or right. was it the? I think it was the new Durango. I can't, Dad. What was it? I'm like a cake eater. <laughs> cake eating Alex. That's right. God, it's true. Was it the Jaguar? I'm not really. The Audi, maybe. I'm like, no, really. So we've got three Walzer employees in studios. That's right. First, you do. Actually, yes. it first, we've done that a couple of times. J Lo and uh, um, Andy have been in a couple of times. Uh, Jerry started working for us. Is it was it three years ago? Five, five years. Just my five-year anniversary in April. That sounds about right. I'd met Jerry through the podcast as we were talking about Ribfest earlier, and (laughs) (laughs) he's working in the entertainment industry, which is 
it's a tough road to hoe. Just you know, it doesn't pay terribly well. But fortunately, the hours are terrible too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got that going. And for I us. got to know him a little bit, and he said one day, he says, "What would you think? Do you think I get a shot at selling cars? And you know, with our system where we haven't negotiated, or you don't have to be a you know a master negotiator." Um, you really look for people that are outgoing, positive. You know, people like a lot like Mike Gelfand, <laughs> but they're, they're able positive. to get yeah, up early in the morning. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and so he came on board, and right. within about a year, he was a team lead, and he's done really. Is just a everybody loves him at the Toyota store. He's just been a. It's been a great fit. Gelfand? No. <laughs> <laughs> How and dare then, you? Uh, oh, Tevin kind of stuck his paw in the air about what five or six months ago. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So I feel like it's been longer than and that. And came no, into oh, the, to- the no, like four months, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna say like probably months. closer to that. Huh. Three, four months. So I'm gonna interrogate both of you about your experience selling cars under the Walzer system, and you can be honest about it. This doesn't have to be an ad, although that would be really good. Um, what? Tevin, what is it about the that you've learned about selling cars that was a real surprise? That's a terrible yeah. way to ask the question, but well, like, I think you know what I'm yeah, getting I know at. What I don't know what you're kind of okay. getting at. So, like, what I I had no idea about selling cars. Like, everything I thought about was like the old stereotypes of negotiating. Mm-hmm. You can and, say people like me. Yeah, it's all right. yeah. People greaseballs like. Oh, well, like it's very refreshing to like get into like the Toyota store where it's this big, wide open space, and it's more or less a very non-pressure environment to other than the number of cars you're trying to sell yeah like it's not like oh we need to you we have to negotiate with anybody it's just a very relaxed environment like it's a place that i would like to buy a car yeah no that that was a you know andrew walzer was really the driver behind that uh and he started and it started on the one price deal back in 2000 and back before then we were just like every other you know traditional car dealer we're trying to make as much money as possible in every transaction he's like you know why why do we? When have we did this? And we all thought he was crazy, but then it worked. And then single point of contact, eliminating the finance offices. And then he was the guy behind the open show floor and get rid of the offices. And he's taken it probably a little too far because there used to be desks where the sales managers would right. sit or the team leads right. and stuff. He the goes, genius bar. We don't need those anymore. Get rid of them. And for about two weeks, everybody's like, "What do I do now? What am I supposed to do?" Says, we'll talk to that guy and sell him that car right there. So. It's a, it's been an interesting shift. He's a he's a master at moving cheese, I think. And there's always a moments where things are a little uncomfortable, but generally it works out pretty well. So I happen to like not having the genius bar around. Do you? Yep, Why? I really do. Uh, the way it's get kind of inside information, but you're sitting right with your team. So I have five people on my team. They all sit right around me. I can see what they're all doing. I'm not looking across the show floor. I can jump in and help when needed. They can pop over and ask a question. I think it's a brilliant plan. Cool. Um, that wasn't Doug's plan, was it? No. No. Oh, no, we don't give Doug credit. All those Doug's <laughs> names. I said it was a brilliant plan. Yeah, so it kind of. Wow. <laughs> the Attack wow. Doug Show today. I love the Attack Doug Show. I know. It's pretty common. I, I still get tons of emails from listeners just every single day asking questions. And what should I do? And this and that and the oh, other I thing. A couple yeah. of problems, but we can usually fix them. And it's. Uh, we KQ has brought a lot of business into the Walzer organization over the years. And employees. And the podcast. And, and employees. Because who else definitely. works there at Toyota that you know? Uh, your neighbor. Um, yeah. Timmy Cadwalder. Yeah, Timmy Cadwalder. Oh, really? Is he still wearing yesterday. the tie? 
No, no. That he was wearing, wearing, Timmy was wearing a tie. Oh, yeah, that was the dealership. I, he told me the story behind it. I can't remember what it was. It was just, you know, it was like a week-long thing. I, yeah. I think it was his good luck charm or something for a while. But So uh, I'm there visiting, meeting with GD, the, the general manager, and he's GD's tied up doing something. Like, no. You know, shocking. <laughs> that guy's got more energy than a you know, 14-year-old. <laughs> so I go into the can. And he follows me right in. He goes, are you Doug Sprinthal? And I said, well, could you wait a minute? <laughs> Love it. Love it. Hey, you certainly aren't Milton Burrow. No, certainly not. Because <laughs> oh, I can stand I... close to the ear all along. I got the dick wow. joke there. Mike, I got it. a lot. Tell him the great line, Mike. Uh, well, oh, well. About a bet. Yeah, there was a bet. Some. Do we know who the person was who challenged you? It was like Jack Parr or somebody like. <laughs> who the hell was it? Was somebody like Johnny Carson or one of them? Yeah. Now, for those of you that weren't alive 80 years ago, Milton Burrow is a 80. famous comedian, and he was renowned to be extremely well endowed. Let's just say yes. that. So anyway, the guy. Oh, said, it was Howard Stern. That's Howard who, Stern. It was Howard Stern. That's who it was. <laughs> and it wasn't even close. And, uh, <laughs> it was not even close. So, so Howard Stern was was uh, he, he challenged? He was apparently he was envious or something. Yes. Uh, but uh, you know, not Howard. <laughs> this was before we blew him out of the market. Right? Exactly. So he was more cocky. <clears throat> yes. In that time, so he as it were or less. I see what you did there. <laughs> so he said to is Milton, it? "Yeah, I've heard all the stories about you, your girth, your width, your length." He said, "I, I don't believe it." He said, "I'm going to bet you a hundred bucks." that mine is bigger than yours. Milton Burrell sighed. He said, that's fine, but I'm only going to show you enough to win. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest lines of all time. <laughs> only showing you enough to win. And he wasn't known as a great ad-libber either. So. No, no, that's true. Yeah. That is absolutely, yeah, he was very planned out. He, he was very planned out. No I, I don't think he it. wrote many of his jokes, but... Probably In not. those days, comics didn't write their own jokes. No, I never. always liked them, though. i got to be honest with you, I always did like Milton Berle. It was just like song, you know, just like like singers, like bands, like, you know, like rock stars. They didn't write their own music in those days. No. no. Not a lot of them still Beatles, don't. For the yeah. most part. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. What'd you say, Andy? I said a lot of them still don't. Yeah. Michael Jackson, half of his songs were written by some other guy. I don't even think he wrote half of them, did he? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. No, yeah. Like, I thriller, his biggest hit, I, he didn't write, right? No, most no, most musicians was, uh, are just performers. Yes, they, right. exactly. Yeah, they're, they're I, I, well, that whole album was Quincy Jones, wasn't it? Quincy I think, Jones. probably. I think Quincy Jones. You know, I, I don't like talking about about the fact that uh, that he didn't write his own songs, no. Michael, because, you know, Jared's going to be heartbroken. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> You're an evil human. I'm just into references today. No, all. we got it. Yeah, it all works out in the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Michael. That story is so sad. I mean, would he die at like fifty? Didn't he just turn fifty when he died? It sounds about right. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Uh, yeah, right. he had yeah a yeah. couple months ago. Yeah, you don't want to take unsupervised propofol. No, you no. really do not. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> and mix them with benzos. That's that. Yeah. That won't help either. No. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, and also like you know, uh, the thing is like, the an oximeter would cost like. Fifteen dollars. Right? I know. So the guy could have at least shelled out the fifteen bucks. Right. It probably right. would have saved the guy, saved Michael's life. Mike, I, I think if you're doing that mm, recreationally, you don't care too you, much. you're really yeah. not yeah. making a lot yeah. of great decisions. Yeah. Well, of course, it, but the whole thing was. How can I safely almost kill myself? <laughs> it wasn't, Most people don't ask that. It Take wasn't it to the even edge. his decision. That's the whole problem. No, it wasn't. Was that uh, what was the doctor? The doctor, name? yeah. Yeah. What was his name again? I don't know. Something. Um, Mangala. 
Yes, <laughs> Joseph Mengele. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was. I think he moved to South Joseph America, didn't he? Have, so. After a while. No, that whole deal was just, that was hard to watch. No question about that. Mm. But I was like, look, you can't deny it. Michael Jackson was a hell of a talent. I don't oh, care. Yeah. You know, whatever. What seems I, like the more talented you are, the uh, faster you burn out in a lot of cases. Yeah, it seems well, yeah. like it. Well, he was doing it since he was a little kid, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Jackson Five guy, what was he, like eight years old? I don't even think he was eight. younger than that. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he was younger than I, that. I mean, I was, he and I are the same age, and I remember in grade school listening to I Want mm-hmm. You Back and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. He was born, I think he was born in 58. I remember right. Mm, that's about right. Yep. I think you're about right. And he had such a, a pleasant these... home life, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the whole thing is a lot of these guys, you know, did have oppressive fathers, especially. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. the be- uh, Beach Boys. Beach Boys, yeah. yeah. That's who I was thinking of, yeah. 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 Same except all, for they get to grow up in California, not Gary, Indiana. <laughs> well, that is a I guess if my dad's a total dick, I want to be near the ocean. Right. <laughs> and as Brian Wilson would say, and look how well I turned out. Yes. Everything's <laughs> fine. Don't yeah, worry about it. It's just a little schizophrenia. It's, not, it's not contagious. He is one of the nicest people I've ever I've met. I've heard though. that. Just yeah. a no nice. He's, he's like a little kid still, you know, in that way. Just a very, very. I told you when I went, I, well, I was at, you know, working at Capitol. They were on Capitol Records, so I'd go back, and he would allow me to come in because I didn't ever hit him up for anything. So he would say, Oh, it's Tom. Yeah, he can come in. That's good. So I would talk to him. And then these four guys would come in with four bed sheets and make the oh. square out of the bed sheets and lead him out of the room up on the stage. Oh, man. So <laughs> no one could see him walking up on stage. It was really kind of sad. Yeah, that's really, that is sad. And one of the best things about him is he had nothing to do with Kokomo. He did. That's right. That's that's the best thing. You're right, because <laughs> I had nothing to do with it either. You know you know, Mike Love was behind it. <laughs> yeah, he was. You're right. And another nice guy, though. Yeah. I mean, in a different way. Brian Wilson was just a very sweet man because he'd been through, through yeah. hell. Oh, yeah. But then Mike Love has got a lot of energy. A lot of energy, yeah. He's like 90 or something, and he's still going strong. Is he really? No. He's well, he's got to be. He's close to that. Mike Love is 81. Oh, 81. I see, 81. Wow. He's doing something right. He sure is, I do, too. You know the song I liked, though? It was the first Beach Boy song I liked, and it's because I grew up in North Minneapolis, I'm sure, because we didn't have surfboards, and I didn't go to the ocean or anything like that. <laughs> was it Let's Go Stabbing now? I get, <laughs> I get around, yes. I get around. Well, I get around. Go. I'm getting bugged driving up and down the same old strip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny how all those car songs had a sexual undertone. Yes, they did. Because, you know, I was like... 11 years old or something. Right. I certainly didn't pick up on that. I didn't either. You didn't pick up Mustang Sally wasn't about a car? Mustang Sally. <laughs> Little what? Red Corvette isn't about a car either, Mike. Is it about wieners? Well, but, it at least, but that was not <laughs> metaphorical because he made that very clear. <laughs> yeah, well, it true. was, wasn't it? I thought. Oh, yeah, but... often it's not a metaphor. It's just like literally <laughs> right. saying right. what they mean. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all true. That's how. That's in some ways how music has changed, too. Oh, no, I, the metaphors are out. Yeah, well, that's true. Oh, God, yeah, that, right. oh heck yeah. You're right about There's that. There's no more come out of my house, my house, or come on. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> Who was that again? It wasn't Eartha oh, Kitt, was no. it? No. I want to say it might have been Dinah Shore. Well, it's one of those. It's not Eartha Kitt. It might be Dinah Shore. something like that. It's huh? something like come on to my house, come on to my I don't remember. I have, I have, do know. Another Exciting episode of Andy looks up stuff on the <laughs> internet for old guys. Rosemary Clooney. Oh, Rosemary Clooney. Rosemary Clooney. Yeah. George Clooney's aunt. 
Yeah. What do you come think on of to my house. Come on to my house. Come on to my house. Absolutely. 1951. I have a question. Oh, that was a great year for birth. Anyway. <laughs> great year to be born. <laughs> All the GIs were home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fornicating. Fornicating. That's yeah. real nice. There was, no, there was no sex involved in my birth. Oh, really? Immaculate, <laughs> immaculate consent. I have to tell you a funny story about that before we get it. back to automotive content. So we're we have some really, anything. really good friends of ours on the dock, and they have two kids. And their daughter, when she was 10 or 11, found out through health class about sex. Oh, sure. And she was so mortified that her parents might be having sex mm. that for a year and a half, she would sleep right outside their bedroom door. Oh. And if she heard any noise at all, oh. she'd start screaming oh. and pounding oh. on the oh. door. I'd be like, daughter, <laughs> it is not too late to give you up for adoption. <laughs> no, nope. you got to go. I, I know one thing. My kids would have gotten a great night of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> There's no noise coming out of here at all. <laughs> No problem. Checking to make sure you're still alive in there. Well, I don't honestly, hear anything. Oh, See, I couldn't even imagine my mother and father having sex. They no. had seven children, so they yeah. had to have. But I can't even picture it. I don't want to picture it. <laughs> no, no, nobody, no, 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 no sane person. Yeah, but no kid other than I don't want to name them, but uh, would. I've never heard of a kid doing that before for a year and a half. A year That's, and a half. Yeah. And That's my friend weird. did everything he could, just you know, was putting pillows behind the headboard because you know they were mm-hmm. an well, active couple. That's and, sort of the definition of neurosis. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Yeah, that's true. You know, because everybody has that 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 fear, that thought, but yeah. when you play it out like that, that makes you a neurotic. I would think. So. How old was she? Eleven. Uh, she's old enough. I'd have gone, bark like a dog. <laughs> ruin your child. Ruin your Just, child. And that's how you create a psychopath. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kids know a psychopath, but other than that, uh, that's how you create like a Kardashian. A Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. 
Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here, and I'm excited to tell you about a well-being and weight loss program I personally know works. It's called Continuum Weight and Well-Being. So why Continuum? Because if you're like most of their clients, you've tried countless programs and the DIY version of weight loss. If you're back at square one and just not happy with your weight, health, and how you're feeling, great news! Continuum is doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They don't just focus on weight loss. They're upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation and find out more today. Simply go to their website, continuumweightwellbeing.com, or call them or text them at 952-491-6527. The Continuum team, Nancy, Danette, and Kelly, are looking forward to getting you healthier today. So oh, I want to switch switch back to cars for just a moment because oddly enough the show is called Car Selling Secrets. It is. Tell us uh, what's the latest on new car Toyota inventory. Better, worse, same, non-existent, uh, invisible. Well, as I said, pre-pandemic days we would normally have five or six hundred new Toyotas sitting there waiting for you to take home today. Uh, right now we have a grand total of one. Whoa, oh, that's, that's considerably less. Yeah, uh, that is considerably less. And is last it because Kevin I, started? Yes, he sold them all. Yeah. Yes, he sold every yeah. Toyota. Every darn one of them. And uh, last time I checked, we have about 1,400 on order that we're waiting to get filled. And they're all sold. All pre-sold. We have reservations wow. on them. Wow. So he hasn't experienced the absolute pleasure of our wintertime corporate fitness program, has he? <laughs> That's a special one. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've heard I get to miss out on that now because we have the ramp so not all the cars God, are going right. to be covered in snow. So I don't have to... Uh, that's yeah. going to make life easy. So we are, those that don't know, we've pretty much taken over everything from the Lincoln Delta, the Rusty Scupper, and everything in between. Mm-hmm. And sensors is now the home of, is it a four-story? Four-story, 1,000-spot ramp. Yeah, so that's for new car inventory and service inventory. Is, I, is, is that right? Uh, and employee parking. And employee parking. So it's going to be... <laughs> The Walzers fought Toyota for remodeling this place for years because it's really a beautiful building, but it's not image compliant. If mm-hmm. you think of the modern Toyota store, it has all that white acrylic on the outside. Yeah, there's, sure there's not a lot of brick else. Toyota buildings yeah. out there. So does um, an old Jewish woman ever like hobble into the uh, hobble into your place and say, "Is the corn be fresh?" We don't sell cars to Jews. <laughs> You had that coming. <laughs> only, no, I, think, I do think there's some. There's I just some set him up, you know. There's you some did. paintings in the service lounge. There is. I remember Over from by the, the old Lincoln Dell. Yep. There's some. Yeah. And you can. T- they must have been from the '70s because everybody's smoking. You are drinking martinis <laughs> oh, at like God, for yeah. lunch. Oh, and yeah. I think there's a fur coat in one. Yeah, of them, that's too. right. Really? Yeah, probably from Ribnick. I love that. So yeah, <laughs> next time you're there, just swing into the. Uh, the lounge, and it, it's kind of cool to see that. But yeah. there, are, there are fewer and fewer people that know about that. What was always funny when I worked in marketing is I'd get calls from local you know, radio reps, TV people. Right. They'd want to meet and try to sell us stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, here, here's the address. And, so and we're upstairs, a uh, corporate office at the top of the Toyota building. Well, where is it? 494 in France. And granted, we've spent millions of dollars advertising this place. You know what I had to say so they'd know where it was? You know where sensors is? Yep. Oh, are you the place right next door to sensors? Yeah. They, they never spent a dime advertising. Up, so. to, <laughs> up to a year ago, or whatever it is, when, when we bought sensors, that's how I always described it to people. Yeah. If you're on the phone, well, where are you guys located? 494 in France, you know where Joe Sensors is? Yeah. 
we're right next door. Yeah. We're the place with all the cars. Yeah. Did that used to be the Rusty's Cupper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask that question. But we do have the Taj Mahal coming. So when is it going to be done? Let's, I haven't been over there in quite some time. Uh, they've started driving the pilings in, and there's something, I can't remember what GD said, like 12 miles of pilings yeah. that we have to drive in. Yeah, because it, it used to be a swamp, basically, yeah. so I think they have to go down 60 or 70 feet Yeah, per, they do, yep. or 100 feet, yeah. depending on where it's at. So wow. they're going way down. But they're, I uh, bet the neighbors love that. Oh, oh I got a phone call. <laughs> I got a yeah. phone call the other day of a lady like, when is it going to stop? And I was like, ah, when they're done. I wish I, I no knew. Idea. A long time. You should have said after Donald Trump's third term's over. <laughs> uh, don't, don't do that. <laughs> in theory, it'll be done by, like, August or September of next year. That's what they're shooting okay. for. Okay, so about a year from now. Yeah, and it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous building. And uh, Sounds like the uh, big, big, big wigs from North American Toyota will be up for it. Oh, I'm sure they will. Bob Carter and... I've met him a couple of times. He's a really good guy. I think he's retired now, but I think he's still coming up. He was the president of Toyota North America, I think. Yep. Yep. So no new cars. we got a ton of used cars, though. So that's good. Our buyers have just kept buying and buying and buying. Good. And, you know, if they could buy me about... A thousand two thousand six Priuses with two hundred thousand miles on them. I'd sell every one of them. Do now. you really? It's unbelievable. So An old Prius right now. It, seriously, if I put it up on the website, I'd have fifty leads on and it. And what if a two hundred thousand mile sixteen year old Prius? What does that retail for? Assuming it's a nice car. Well, uh, probably seven eight thousand still. So. Wow. Pe- mm-hmm. People want inexpensive cars and they want the gas mm-hmm. mileage. So yeah, the, that's true. The, the value's dipping when I'm doing appraisals. It's dipped in the V8s. You know the Sequoias, full size pickups. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to talk about used car values. It's my sense, and I used to be. You know, this is where I lived a lot of my career. Uh, was in used, used car wholesale trying to anticipate trends and stuff it's my sense is that it's we peaked a while ago and it's slowly starting to come down now is that is that your take too that you're was praising... slowly and i think it depends again on the car right you know if you if you have a, a, a under ten thousand dollar retail piece that's that's a very hot piece right or now. a so, tacoma of any make model year oh uh, tacomas are just insane they you know they have the I read this a couple years ago, but a Tacoma was the least expensive vehicle to own over a five-year period of any vehicle on the market. I suppose. Because its resale value is so high. Yeah. Uh, in fact, it's kind of insider stuff, but the the residual value after five years on a Tacoma was higher than the competition after three years. Yeah. Just crazy. Well, I know some of those, and when we built Fuse, that's one of the things we discovered. These other banks to find it, to lease Tacomas, it was just like, it's virtually free. Yeah, so cheap. For You know, you get a $40,000 rig, and you're like, my payment's what? Speaking of which, now don't go back and tell GD, because they'll go, well, can I have that by Thursday? Uh-oh. We are working on uh, used car leasing in Fuse right now. Get out of town. Nice. We've been working on it for a while, and I think we're getting pretty close. There's mm. a few building blocks, stumbling blocks, but uh, that, that should be a huge advantage. Um, you know, especially if people are returning leases and want to just, you know, kind of, you could actually release it. Release the same way up. So coming to a Walzer store near you, hopefully soon. And if, if you're Don't in a lease, uh, I would suggest coming in because you have so much value. If, you, if you've been in a car for two years, two and a half years, and you leased it, you have a lot of equity in it. 
Let me ask you this question. Um, I know that some of the OEM leasing manufacturers have really tightened up who can buy out leases. In other words, a lot of times it Correct. has to go back to the dealer. Yep. yep. But it's my understanding, and there again, I'm a bit removed, that if it's a brand that we carry in the group, that we can actually do that. Correct. So if we buy out, say, a So if you're Nissan. looking at a Toyota yep. and you've got a Nissan Murano you're leasing, yep. the Toyota can handle that. Right. So I give the house of J-Lo a call. JLo technically buys it and sells it to us. Right. So as long as Walzer has it, we're good to go. So there would be very few. I suppose so. Ford would be difficult to work Ford with. Ford would, yeah. Ford would be a difficult and one. Volkswagen and Volkswagen too. Yeah. Those are about they're, the they're Kia. probably the big two. Actually, Kia's well, kind of a pain because Hyundai can't take Kias. Right. But we'll have Kia pretty soon. We will. So once we get that rolling, it'll be awesome. Probably a year from now, I think. Cool. Actually, uh, Amo just told a story about his uh, trade-in of his terrain. Uh, he bought it June 2020, uh, financed at $24,000, got twenty-two for a trade-in, so almost all of his value so back. $1,000 a year to trade drive a Traded it in for an Envision. This guy's a, a GM mechanic. You know, oh, gotcha. Sense. Yeah. I had leased uh, an 18 RAV4, which is the last year of the previous generation, to a friend of mine and his wife, and she was in for service, I don't know, six or eight months ago or something like that. I said, Susan, just for fun, let's just see what this thing is worth. Now, they had had it for about three years. Or actually, they bought it, I guess. But so they'd had it for about three years, had maybe 35, 40,000 miles on it. And I could have given her more on trade in than she paid for it three years ago. Yeah, my. <laughs> we wow. It's praised my stepmom's 18 RAV4. She's going to wind up in a CRV, unfortunately. But Sorry um, to hear that. No. <laughs> Love and Lovely car. Long story. It's okay. It's okay. But even with all the dock rash from yeah. <laughs> park, parking it in a too small a garage, I'm like. That's really what it's worth. Holy yeah, crap. it's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely crazy. Because I, I did a different RAV that I, I kind of mixed it to, but I leased it to a buddy of mine, uh, uh, my friend Tommy, who's the head golf guy over at Braemar, mm. uh, director of golf over at Braemar. Oh, I love Braemar. It's a great course. It is. Absolutely well, lovely, a, a, lovely a course. Eight iron from your house now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Catherine and I close. play nine holes there at least once a week. The, I love, love walking the front nine. Oh, it's phenomenal. The back nine's a little harsh because you get that yeah, you get that, that yeah, one hill at right. twelve or thirteen at other days. You get up about eighty stories, uh, but the front nine is awesome. After yep. work, just like you said, go go walk a quick nine over there. But anyway, at least at least Tommy won, and I'm like, well, you know, you know, you might want to consider getting a van or a Highlander now that you have three kids. Yeah. Uh, so I just ran the numbers for him. I'm like, Tommy, do you realize on your lease you have eight thousand dollars in equity in that thing? Which is never, never, it's never happened. Never. Well, I, actually, summer of 08, there was some of that going it's on. It's rare. Because gas went from $2 to $4 right, a gallon right, overnight, right, right. and everybody freaked out. If you had a Prius lease or a Corolla back then, you had huge equity. Right. But it's rare. Yeah, it doesn't but, happen. And so that's why I say if somebody's in a, a lease that they've had for a couple of years, come and trade it in now, you're going to get a load for the... So how many orders do you are you waiting to fill? 1,400. What? Jesus. Just waiting for allocation. So, and how many cars are you getting allocated a month? Is it 150? Uh, it depends on the month. Okay. Um, sometimes it is that low. Other times it can push 300. It just... Isn't you know, inflation get, great? Yeah. We probably get allocated yeah. 80 yeah. to 100 on each allocation, and there's two allocations. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it sort of depends... A little bit, so like a year out, then at least it depends what you're looking for. If you wanted like a gas model basic car, a Camry, a Corolla, even a gas Rav4, we can get those probably four to six months. If you want an all-wheel drive, if you want a front-wheel drive Sienna, probably six months. If you want an all-wheel drive Sienna, you're looking at a year. 
And Toyota has a very cool car, the RAV4 Prime. It's a plug-in hybrid. That's what my mother-in-law was trying to buy. Uh, I'm quoting three and a half years. Oh, wow. And people will put down, like, the deposits, Uh, like, yeah, I'll wait three years. uh, I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, my mother-in-law is like, I'm in my late 70s. I'm not waiting three years for a damn car. What else do you have? (laughs) Yeah, that that is amazing, three years, because I don't even buy more than four rolls of toilet paper at the same time. (laughs) never know what's going to happen. No, you don't. never know. It's true. So I've got another product question for me, for either one of you guys. I've been reading about the new Hot Rod Corolla. Oh, the GR Corolla. Yeah, so tell people about that. I mean, because Toyota, you know, I think in the from the late 70s through the mid-late 80s, they made a lot of really cool stuff. I mm-hmm. mean, that was the era of the Celica and the mm-hmm. Supras and, you know, the Supra. That that market exploded when Fast and Furious came out. They'd Isn't that make... funny? Because they were growing roots on the show floor. I know. They were, per- they were virtually away. sale-proof. Yep. And they stopped making them in 97 or Something 8. Something like that. And in 2000, they went right through the roof because of a movie. Yep. Well, so like anyway, when the Italian Job came out, what oh, was that Mini car? Cooper? Mini yeah, Cooper. Yeah, Everyone yeah. wanted oh, yeah. a Mini right. Cooper. Yep. Yep. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. It That's is right. ridiculous. If if I was a movie producer, I would absolutely I would make a movie making a car look cool, and then I'd buy stock in the company. Of uh, yeah, 100%. right. <laughs> absolutely. Insider trading all day. So tell us about the hot rod Corolla. <laughs> GR Corolla, great car. It's a little uh, 1.5 liter three cylinder turbo. It might be a twin turbo. I can't recall off the top of my head. We haven't seen them yet. But it's a Corolla hatchback. It's a hot hatch. Comes. Out of the factor of 300 horsepower in a so go-kart. So it's 300 so horsepower with a 1.5-liter motor. So, you know, the funny thing about that is it's horsepower to displacement is roughly the same as a Bugatti. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. That moves along. If you rev it, can you flip it? I don't know. <laughs> I hope not. Um, so well, some of those, like, really, a, really powerful cars you can, yeah. As a yeah. direct competitor for the uh, the... Honda Type R. The Type R, yep, okay. the Civic R. Um, and you thought the Prime was hard to get. We've literally just stopped taking orders on these. Really? Not even worth it? No. Now, are they all-wheel drive or rear? I believe they're all-wheel drive, and there's uh, you can adjust the settings in them. So it is a phenomenal car, and then there's a special launch edition. I forget what the name of it is, but there's like 500 of them, period, in the world being built. So, wow. I mean, the Chicago region might see one. So what is the car? What's MSRP on it? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. If I was uh, guessing maybe forty. Okay. There's, there's going to be a bit so of a markup a 300, on those. Three hundred horsepower car and forty grand that goes zero to sixty in four seconds. Or Probably something. something like that. Just super fast. I think it's just so cool they call it a Corolla. I know. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> <laughs> Officer Dave wants me to ask you if that's similar to a Nissan GTR. I don't know what he's talking uh, about. GTR no. is a much more sophisticated yep. car. Mm. GTR is like the three. Was it 400Z now? 350Z, yeah. 280Z, whatever. But it's all-wheel drive, and it's uh, it, they're more or less handmade, and they're yeah. I think they're north of 100. Oh yeah, GTR would be competing at low line with a Corvette. Yep. But I mean, you can throw those up against a Ferrari, and they're super fast and really expensive to own because the maintenance on them is. Yeah, yeah I think the brake jobs are like 20 grand. Yeah. Jeez. I think, yeah, although I think one of our techs out at YZ is like the the go-to GTR guy. Oh really? In okay. like the Midwest. Cool. Really? Yeah. So not a question for you guys. It's not Colton's dad, is it? You know, I'm not sure who it is. Uh, Eric Shervanka runs the okay. uh, the shop out in YZ, and he actually plays on my softball team, so I was talking cool. to him about it. Well, you get a lot of time off for golf, softball. Oh, my God. Listen it says to that. that. Hey, wow. I, le- I learned yeah. it from watching you, okay? All right. <laughs> well done. All right, I have a question for the three auto uh, people in the room here. Sure. So uh, 
couple of weeks ago, I get a call from a friend of mine. He said, hey, you want to play some golf on Sunday? I said, yeah, that sounds good. Because I, I didn't play for like five years almost. I just started playing again this summer. So I'm, you know, talking to him. He's driving over. I'm driving over. And we're going to just meet at the golf course. He goes, so, yeah, um, when we get there, do you want to you want to play for money or anything? I said, well, I don't usually play for money. I don't think I really want to or whatever. I pull in, and I'm taking my clubs out of the trunk, and he pulls in in a McLaren. Oh, dear. Uh, where do you put the golf clubs in your McLaren? Where do you put the well, golf probably clubs the front in the McLaren? Right? Right. Yeah, probably. How much does that car cost? And uh, it was the big, real stylish, very stylish. It was very wide, I remember. I, You know... Are those seven figures? No, I don't. Th- I think they're about a quarter million. I think so a quarter million dollar car. I think they are, and I'm just guessing. We uh, well, right now the MSRP with... of a 2022. There's three options apparently. Uh, they range from two hundred thousand to four hundred thousand. Okay, yeah, so, so I was in the neighborhood. About three hundred grand. Mm-hmm. There you go. Do I want to gamble with a guy who owns that drives a three hundred thousand dollar car? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. Because yeah, there's a chance he's probably not great at golf, and, and he probably takes up to his That's a good point. That's a really good point. He probably is not responsible with his money. I just, I have never seen it. You know, you drive by and you see him in the showroom down, especially in Florida. In Florida, you see a lot of cars. A lot of McLarens in Florida. Yeah, there's no. There's no dealer in the, in Minnesota. I think you'd have to go to Chicago Probably. to get one. And I don't know why you would own one here with all the salt on the Yeah, for real. You'd ruin it. Well, I think people that own McLarens also have other That's cars. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see. I need something that I can only drive four months out of the year and doesn't have any room in it. I drive my Dart when I'm not driving That's my right. McLaren. The Dodge Dart. Yeah. That was There's my first car. Oh, well, Dodge Dart. Yeah. 72 Dodge Dart. God, my Grandpa's car. Yeah. Well, was Jimmy Francis's first car, the the Dutchman story. The Dutchman. That's a great start with an overheated radio. <laughs> Mine was, I believe, like a 19, 1961 Bel Air, I think. Wow. Do they make Bel Airs in '61? It yes. was old. It was yes, a very old car. Yeah, no, the Bel Air started in the early '50s, I, I believe. Yeah, but I it didn't come right. with that engine until '64. Yeah. All right, Mira, or what's her name? <laughs> they produced the Bel Air from '49 to '80. Yeah, yeah, because so, this yeah, was a about long time. This would have been about 1972. So there you go. Because you had an old Cutlass Sierra too, right? Yeah, I did. So do you Ooh, know who Kathy Barth is? She is our Mazda rep. Just a great mm-hmm. gal. She's been our rep for had 25 years. Both Kathy and Tom owned the same car, and they both caught on fire. Both no way! On fire, yeah. <laughs> not a coincidence? It may, it may not be a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was owned by the record company, so what does that tell you? Oh, well, there you go. But it was did, owned by Capitol Records. did the steering wheel ever fall off? Uh, that does happen. Yours did. Me, yeah. Yours did, That I was know. the Chevy Chevelle, I believe. Chevy. Do you have, like, a pliers next to you just in case you need to steer without a steering wheel? What do you do? Scripts. Well, you know, you do, you do a car like that, of course, you always had a screwdriver mm. to help yeah. start the car. You know, you of had course. to jam it in the flutter valve there. And that's as much as I've ever known about cars. That's it. The flutter valve? It was actually that incident where he went through one of his three rolls of toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. That's four. I thought he said four. Oh, four. But maybe Jesus. only three. Well, you Dougie. know, this is inflation. Yeah. <laughs> We've only got two. This one flew by. We've only got two minutes left. Wow. Okay. That was a very comfortable time, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was great. Did you like that, the way it just kind of flowed? I like the way Jerry kind of took over. Did you notice that? 
Well, yeah. As Answered as you all the private questions. Didn't let Tevin say anything. Well, I really know very, very little. I know He's you new come. To the yeah, I'm new. I'm new. I will give you if you come in and see me. I give you free popcorn with every sale. <laughs> Not supposed so, to do wow. that. But he does it anyway. Wow. Wow. So I don't want to brag, but I'm handing out some sick deals. You know, so. I will give Tevin some props though, because when he came in to interview, I saw him walking across the store. So I went and said hi to him because I've known him in the past. And I went up to the managers who were working and I said, "Hire him. He's going to be awesome." And then when he failed, what happened? He has not that's failed. A lot, that's, Damn, that's a lot of pressure nope. to live up to. Nope, nope, <laughs> yeah, nope, exactly. nope. He's actually come in and see Tevin. He will tear you right. He's you know, this will sound like an ad, but the the way we onboard, because most people that that come to work for us don't really know much about cars when they start, oh, yeah. and that's honestly not what we're looking for. Every once in a while, you'll interview somebody who's sort of an automotive encyclopedia, and they're generally terrible salespeople because they'll just bore customers right to mm -hmm. death. I mean, you have to have some basis yeah. of knowledge. You have to understand how the cars work and the different models and how, how the features operate. But it's really more personality and the ability to get along with all different kinds of people. It goes back the to... The Toyota store is like the UN in terms of customers. Oh, yeah. People oh, are from yeah. all over oh, yeah. the world. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. I, when I was hiring, when I was in restaurants and hiring people, I always preferred to hire servers who had no service serving experience. Oh, yeah. Because I didn't have to untrain them from their yeah. previous job. Yeah, true. And then train them the right way. So it's, I don't know, I think it's kind of the same way in this. And if you've worked in the hospitality industry at all, it's just such a natural crossover because yep. it is just a personality. You know, like I can the, teach like you what a RAV4 is. And if you're interested like in the morning show. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. No question if you're interested in exploring these opportunities, you can always email me at dougatwalzer.com, and I'll connect you with Jerry and or Tevin, and they can answer questions for That's you. That's right. I yeah. have an, one more question for you that yes. isn't automotive-related, and it's not a dick joke, Mike. So. Yeah, Mike, so oh, you go I'm out of here. Yeah. That guitar player I told you to go see, Greg Cock. Was that already <laughs> happened? I, I said, said it wasn't you should go no, see you this guy this Thursday, and I sent okay, you a I link the, the to the Thursday. show My at bad. Hook and Ladder. You incredible moron. I am worthless. <laughs> you incredible well, moron. He goes I am. Well, I, uh, very friendly for those place of you work. wondering <laughs> what we're <laughs> talking about. He's the guy I, from Milwaukee, right? Uh, Wauwatosa, The uh, man squatch? Yep. Yeah, he's 6'8". He's my favorite living guitar player. He's a brilliant musician, and he's really fun, and he's so fun. Oh, now I'm pissed. I wanted to go to that, yeah, too. Just I just I didn't see that. the date. Was was that soon? Yeah, so I just gave you too much information to yes. make a buying decision? Is that what Yeah, the... you basically did. But <laughs> that's okay. you got to go back to Hook and Ladder and catch Davey Knowles in yes, September. I do want to see him, because I went on your yep. recommendation, and actually yep. we interviewed him on this podcast. How good is he, by the way? Young English. Well, that's when we interviewed him, I asked him, I said, have you ever heard of a guy named Greg Cock? And he goes, he's my favorite guitar player. Nobody yeah. knows who. How do you yeah. know him? <laughs> Nobody's name is Greg Cock. I'm looking okay. it up. How do you spell Cox. it? K-O-C-H. Really? Oh. Yeah. Well, it would be Coke. Coke. Oh, yeah. Coke. Yeah. Well, he Coke. that's his, how he pronounces his like own not, name. Not it's anymore. not the Cock brothers. It's the Coke brothers. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The Coke brothers. <laughs> anyway, right, we gotta that wraps up uh, another exciting episode of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. Next week we'll be on at 1030. Time. Yeah, 1030. Next yeah, week. About yeah, same time. Time change for all you listeners. We're moving it up. We have so many people listening live. Um, well, three guys, Officer Dave and Ramon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. three. I could, I could actually find out. We're I'm going to have to get up at 8 just to cook the meth. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Well, the secret I is you parboil it the day before, I t- and then you just have to fry it up. I texted parboil in the Memphis. I pick up Mike on the way to the studio, and I text him about quarter after ten. I said, as usual, I'm running a little late, and he goes, "Cool, just got up." <laughs> <laughs> we'll see everybody next week. Thank you very much.